Hey yo, this is Luke Barr, straight out of Brockton. You are now tuned into the Herbal Products. Yo, you already know what it is. You're listening to the Urban Product. It's your boy, DME. It's your boy, Cozy Rich. And we have a very special guest in the studio returning for the third time. We are joined by my brother, Luke Bars. Brother, how you doing today? Still worried with it, bro. How y'all feeling? I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. We're in a new environment. Um, yeah. Actually, first time recording out here. We Tonight, we are at the Sound Lab. Um, more specifically, we're at the garage located at the Sound Lab yes, over here in Brockton. You know, homies always pull up to Medford where we record. And we said tonight, we're going to pull up. up to y'all, you know, step into the scene. Um, I've been out for the Sound Lab. For the people that know, I've been doing the testing lab for a while, for a little over a year now. And we hold those every other Tuesday at the Sound Lab. And if you have been pulling up to the events, great. But for the ones that don't know, if you go right next door, right next door, you'll have the Garage Media Center. And they do so much over here. There's great people over here. If you ever need um, any services, literally hit up, hit, hit them up. They got a website. They're on IG. You can go on, contact my dogs, and they will get you set right. You feel me? But over here, episode 188 of the Urban Product, Luke Bars. Welcome back, brother. Swear, um, bro. You know, I'm doing great. I feel like every time you come to the show, you're at a different spot. Yeah. Not only in your career, but just in life. You feel me? I feel like... I'll be talking to three different Lukes after today. You feel yeah, me? You have. Like, first time you pulled up was right after Good Evil. Mm -hmm. You know, you were in that headspace. Mm -hmm. Right before Gang Banger Remix. You feel me? Right before Gang Banger Remix. You said that. you had that joint in the I tuck. Said that. You said, yo, mm -hmm. that's going to be the one to shake the room. Yeah, it did that. And it did that. Y'all came out with <laughs> Bad for Press right after that. Yep. You feel me? Did y'all thing for a while. You were still holding your solo music in the tuck. Yep. Came out with a couple of singles. Then the group came back with DSM. Yep. Y'all did your thing with that. Yep. And now you're returning with your second yes. album. Back at it. Angels Never Die. Yes. Classic. Proclaim classic. Classic. I like that. I like that. I like that. Rich, did I check in with you? How you doing, brother? My best life per usual, bro. Per usual? Per usual. I like that. You know, for the past five years, I think uh, it's today. No, like next week is going to be five years of doing this show. His answer has never changed. Never. It's the consistent one. You feel I me? I've never seen anybody who's been in a bad mood. This man's never in a bad mood. He always comes in a great space, no matter whatever fuck shit he got going on in his real life. He never bring it to the show. And I appreciate you for that, bro. No bullshit. I appreciate you for that. I mean, when I step through those doors, bro, I leave all the problems out. You feel me? I mean, this this shit puts me in a different headspace. So. When he leaves the studio, it's a different story. You feel me? As soon as he touches down outside, when he take that DND off, oh, <laughs> see, see some shit. Last week, nigga gotta catch shit. up to life real quick. And they're like, "Yo, as if we don't do this shit every week." You, you would think from the hours between now and now, people know what we're doing. But it's like, yo, we gotta go through the same shit every week, dog. It's like I'm in the studio. I know Luca gotta go through that. I'm like, yo, I was recording. I was recording. You feel me? I'm in the studio. I'm chilling. That's the only place you can find me in. Where else would I be? You feel me? It's just a reminder that life don't stop. I feel that. I feel that. All right. So I want to jump right into the show. We have a lot of stuff to talk about, but it does not feel right without introing, without doing a proper intro for the show. 
Luke, you already know how I get down. I'm a vibe out. I expect you to vibe out with me, but if you don't, it's okay. But I feel like if niggas are pulling up for this episode, one, it's been a minute since we got one-on-one with Luke Bars, yeah. but they haven't heard what my dog's been creating in the meantime. You feel me? So let's go ahead and get things started the right way. Thank you. Hold on. And even this little part that you added at the end, and I'm like thankful that you did that because you know you could have just left the uh, single thanks. version, but this little part right here is for the rages. Niggas know what I'm talking about. Just said that shit too. I love it. bullshit since you pulled up to the show and you like show me how much of a fan you were of like cardi and a whole lot of red i couldn't be mad i, I really couldn't be mad even though i gave a whole lot of red trash and to this day uh, hold on hold on to this day uh, <laughs> that album is certified trash with that you know with with uh with the with an exception of like seven records that like go crazy but like i said the version that i have on my phone is amazing you know the official version that's out i don't know about that but yo dog sim Simma, right so i just want to open up with that track because you released that track over a year ago yeah and it did what it had to do yeah. It made noise when y'all went and did live shows. It did what I had to do for the crowd. Yeah. But I honestly did not expect that track to age as gracefully as it did today. Because like when you when I saw it on the track list, I'm like, all right, I understand why he would add that on the track list. But then hearing it with um the whole structure of the album, one I understood, but two, I was like, damn, those are like one of those records that you really gotta sit with for a little bit. You feel me? Like it might get you first listen. The first reaction is amazing, but like 
that is like one of the tracks where it really has to grow on you to really like understand the type of feel that you get from it. You feel me? Yeah, that's like that's the whole project. Reality. Like for real. Like when I was making it, like I always told Kieran, I was like, yo, I don't want you I don't want the person that's listening to it to like it the first like the first run. Hmm. You gotta you gotta keep listening and listening and listening to really understand like what I was really trying to say and like the whole message is kind of cutting. But um really understand the whole message of what I'm trying to say and all that. You know what I mean? I feel like this is in my mind, but I feel like when you like it, like right off the bat, it could be a little too easy. And I was really trying to challenge myself I was this time. Like I felt like in Good Evil, it was really just like, oh, this is a sweet kid. He's telling a story, da, 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 which is amazing. Mm-hmm. This time I was like, nah, let me turn it up a notch. You know what I mean? Like it's time to really gain my fan base and really gain my listeners and gain my supporters. And sometimes you got to... You gotta level it up, level up a little bit, and sometimes that looks like it could be a little tricky. Sometimes people may not like what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can go a little too left sometimes, but I don't know. I feel like I hit it like right, right there, right on the dot. I feel because it's like a lot of trial and error that you gotta go through. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Like with Good Evil, that was your first project. Yeah. Even though you released records um, before the that project came out, with it being your first record, um, you never really know what the landscape is gonna. Exactly. That or how it's going to respond. Exactly. But after you have that journey and then you go through the journey that you did with the camp and traveling and meeting all the connections, yeah. you know, you gain some experience and you're able to bring that back to the lab. And now the audience is able to hear what that growth is. Yeah, that's exactly you know what, I mean? what it was. Exactly. Like, from like Good Evil to um, Baffer Press, Black Wall Street, all that was was a lot of traveling and meeting a lot of new faces and going to a lot of new places, going to places I've never been before. Exactly. Taking that experience and all that and bringing it back and putting it, bringing it back to Brockton, bringing it back to the studio, bringing it back, you know what I mean? And expressing that and telling people what I've seen and all that and what I felt. Facts. And I feel like with that whole journey, you become more expressive too, if that yeah. makes sense. Like when I, when I met you, um, even today, I feel like you're still reserved in some ways, but Very. I feel like not as as much as you were when I first met you. You feel me? Yeah. Like even though it was our first time meeting, that's easily understandable. Yeah. Um, but throughout the conversation, when you really started to get comfortable, I was like, ah, okay, okay, now I'm starting to yeah. learn about this man. But that was only from one on one conversations. Yeah. Then I saw it reach the rest of the mass, like with um the more time that went by when y'all connected with the outside world, you're uh, I feel like you just started to come more out of your shell and you're very much that way with uh this project right here yeah it's a lot easier with the music mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's like it's like an alter ego i'm really just expressing myself one-on-one convos it's kind of weird you kind of kind of um you gotta kind of be shelled off you mm-hmm. know what i mean you're not a small talk type of guy not really nah, i feel you i hate that shit too <laughs> not really. <laughs> it, i don't know it's just weird sometimes mm-hmm. like it's a lot easier to talk through music than it is one on one. It's weird. I don't know, bro. No, I feel you. <laughs> I feel you. I'm the same way. Yeah, I'm the same way with the show, bro. When when uh me and Devin were on our, on our way here, we were obviously listening to the album, and I was saying to him like, yeah, what you said. This album has grown on me the more yeah. I've listened to it, and you said that was actually the goal. That's the goal. I'm I'm curious, like when you're actually creating an album like that, how how were you able to create songs where you're like, all right, 
let me not get bored of this. Let me put this on the album. How do, how are you able to figure out what's able what's going to age like fine wine and what's not? You know what I mean? Um, I sit with it. Like you said, fine wine. Like wine is like a drink that has to sit and has to age for months and years and all that. And that's what I did with the music. Like this album's been ready since last year around this time. You know what I mean? It's been done for a very long time. Not done all the way, but like a lot of the songs been already completed. But I sat with it because I like in my mind, if the music is, if I could sit on a song for like six months, and like six months later and it still sounds good, okay. the world deserves to hear that. It's a it's a song that has grace and it has it's gonna be a classic type shit. I don't want to like especially when it comes to albums. I don't want to um, just make a song and just throw it out. You know what I mean? Because maybe in two months, I mean, I like it. I mean, I feel those emotions. So sometimes you got to sit, but sometimes you can't. You know what I mean? It's it's about balance. Mm-hmm. You can't always sit on a song because you might miss your moment. What, Ye, what did Ye say? Uh, don't leave while you're hot. That's how May screwed up. You got to, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, nah, I feel that. You got to have, you got to just know when to shoot and when not to. So what made you believe this was the time to drop Angels Never Die? Um, It was a feeling. Like I was just like, yo, it has to come out in January. Like all my projects to date came in January. Okay. Good Evil, my first EP with Giles, Two Sides. Like they all came around this time. It's just a special time for me to drop. Is that specific? Yeah, was it January? Um, not really. I just think it's a pure time. I don't think I don't. <laughs> I don't really want to say it on the. Okay. Can you feel me? Okay. Okay. I mean, I guess when you drop at the top of the year, you know, it's very easy to, you know, say, yo, album of the year. <laughs> it's easy, but it's hard because everyone's going to start shooting. Like, I'm the mm-hmm. first like, album to come out this year. Exactly. Yeah. So by the you time you me? get to like October, November, you really, that album still got to be doing damage, you know, to because exactly. without everything that's about to come out in the future. Yeah. Because you know how people are, they're recently microwave yeah. era, you feel yeah. me? So it's like, yo, after two weeks or a month we're on to the next but you know we always remember the ones that are able to slip through the cracks and hold on you feel me Ah, uh, yeah shit i was driving up here earlier and i was bumping 95 south and i forgot I, i'll keep it a buck with you i forgot <laughs> <laughs> and then i played that show and i was like hold on wait man it was actually going crazy but nah i understand that completely um but with that being said what would you say is the record that took you the longest to create i feel like Aaliyah. Really? That's the first record I made, the last one to finish. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And like walk us through the process of like um, why it took you that long, like what parts you had to like pause and um, spend some more time on. So like the f- I wrote the first two verses like immediately. Um, I got the hook. No, I didn't. Did I get the hook? This man's singing. Yeah. Yeah. Now let's make that a, f- oh, he's here. <laughs> <laughs> I think for the hook. I had like the flow and all that, but I didn't like the lyrics. But like I knew like how I wanted to go about it. And it took me a minute to um like write the hook. Cause I wanted uh some some shit catchy, but like I don't know, it really took me a while to finish the hook. Then I finished the hook and then I just had the verse and the hook. The two verses and then the hook. Mm-hmm. And then I had to do the the outro, mm-hmm. but I really wanted the outro mad dramatic. And I was really trying to figure out how we're going to end it. So that took the longest. And then Dupe's part, like I had to write that. And like that came about like probably summertime. I started the song in February 2021 and finished it probably June 2022. 
that one took a minute. Just mm-hmm. I just had to sit with that one. I feel you. And I was battling with it. I was like, did I, do I want this on the project? Like, would, the, would this fit with um, like the message? I was trying to go for a different outro, but I don't know. I felt like I kept running, running from that. And then God just sat me down. He was like, yo, this is the one, bro. Stop running. Okay. Type shit. All right. I was really trying to avoid that for a while. But I was like, eh. So that, that and um, no one ever really dies. Those two records, I was really trying to run. I was like, I don't think I want them on the album. But I'm happy. Like, I ended up making it. I'm thank you. <laughs> like I'm thankful those really two songs were able to, to make it too. I don't know why. So wait, so um, those two tracks, and then right before that was Block Party, and then yeah. before that was okay. Because I remember um, on the on the drive here, I was having a conversation with Rich, and we were going through the structure of the yeah. album, and <clears throat> we both agreed that it was like, oh, I feel like after Lord Take My Hand. You know, that sounded like the perfect outro with the uh, uh, two minute um, outro that y'all did on that record. But then I thought about it. I replayed it. And then coming back to it, I understood the structure, why it was for like why it was what it was with I feel like Aaliyah being the last record. I was telling him I'm on the way here. I really feel like, you know, if you were to take a step back and look at this album from a cinematic approach, you know, the intro, first of all, beautiful. Yeah. When I heard the intro, I was like, all right, I'm going to like the tape. Like, you know, I had to get through it, but, like, if you're going to start the tape out, like, niggas know me. Big Kendrick stand out here. Niggas know me. So I'm just like, yo, if you start an album like that, I'm already going to be tapped in. Like, if you start an album like that and it's not some fire that's going to approach, I'm going to be really disappointed. And I never sent you one of those texts before, you feel me? So I knew this wasn't going to be one of those moments. So I was like, all right, best. So let's see what goes into it. But um, then going throughout the album with the cinematic approach with the interludes and everything, you get to... um, no one ever really dies. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh. Yeah. We'll talk about the record in a little bit, but just to set things up, um, from my first listen, we got to that track and I'm like, oh, yes. You feel me? Yeah. Boom. Would have been perfect. Six minute yeah. track. Oh, this is the outro. Yeah. Perfect. And then if the movie ended right there, I saw I feel like Aaliyah was like the running credits. You feel me? Just yeah. to like wrap everything up, you know, hey, uh, try cool. to not keep people on maybe that little a uh, little sad tip, trying to uplift them a little bit before the movie's over. Like that's kind of how I felt like with that yeah. record. So it's I was great like, description. "Yeah, I was like, nah, that's <laughs> fine." I was like, "I like that. I like that. I like that <clears throat> approach." And even if it's not the intended approach, I'm the consumer, so it's whatever my approach is. You feel me? I like that. You said the same thing to me in the car, and I was like, "Lord, take my hand." Is definitely it should be the outro. Yeah. But when he broke it down like that, where I feel like Ali is the credits. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay, okay. When we were listening to it, I'm like, okay, I hear the message, and that makes sense. Yeah, is that is that what you were thinking when you were structuring the album? Or? Nah, <laughs> nah, I know. But um, I don't know. It just felt like, like you said, I didn't want to end it on some sad shit. Like I really wanted to end it. Like yeah, niggas went through all that, but I'm still him. Like I started off, never been a bitch, never been a sucker, nigga. Like niggas went through all that, but I'm still him. I'm still like, mm-hmm. you know, what I mean? I'm still that nigga. Type shit. And I just wanted to end it off like that and just talk my shit. But just really on some real musical, some musical shit. Word. You know what I mean? Yeah, nah, I love that. I love that. And now that, you know, the <clears throat> the overall, not the summary, but like now that we got the, through the first look of the album, now we can start tackling track by track. Okay, so, right? <laughs> Uh, we go and we start from the outro and then we get into yeah yeah you know first of all there's mad samples throughout this album um classic samples some samples that i was unfamiliar with but i was eager to learn about um 
Samples that I enjoy off this tape, I enjoy um, Peanut Butter. Yeah. For sure. That's like my second favorite track off the album. Um, but sometimes I'll just be at work, you know, chilling, and I just catch myself singing the sample back to myself. You feel me? Like, I'll be all the time, my peanut yeah. butter jelly. I say that <laughs> shit all the time. <laughs> People look at me like, yo, I'm like, don't worry about it. But um, yeah, that's probably one of my favorite samples on the um, album. If I was to think about, it's not even just a sample. It's just like fucking Notebook P going crazy at the end of yeah. uh, Lord Take My Hand. I it's tried like, to, like, that's why like, I had him do that. It was like, I wanted him... Like, every vocal, I wanted to sound like it was a sample inside the beat. So I'm mm -hmm. happy you picked up on that. Yeah, because, like, when I first saw the credits and I saw it was um, uh, Notebook P and... Is it Dupes? Is that how you say his name? Yeah, Dupes. All right, word. So I'm familiar with Dupes' work on your projects before. So I'm familiar with what his sound yeah. uh, is. But when I was looking for Notebook P's um, part of the song, I'm familiar with his vocal range. Yeah. Out of, out, out of anything, I'm familiar with his vocal range. So, like, the high notes, I'm like, oh, there he is. Yeah. Um, I was actually trying to make it out like for that track what he was actually saying during that part because I couldn't make out what he was saying. Was he just vibes. vocalizing? Yeah, just he was vibes. just vocalizing. Yeah. Okay, word, word. It was just vibes. <laughs> <laughs> just told him to go crazy for yeah, two just minutes. Just do what you got to do. I feel you. Nah, that's dope. That's yeah. dope. The intention to keep that as part of the track and not have it be the outro, even though it would have been beautiful. It would have been a nice the outro. The, it was like a nice little break at the end. Yeah. I, I was talking about it with him earlier, like that little three-track run that you had from Breathe, Breathe to Lord to Take My Hand, like oh, yeah. Breathe, Peanut Butter, and Lord Take My Hand. That was like- That's a dangerous run. That was, uh, that was a fantastic <laughs> run. Nigga, that was the fucking, that was the South <laughs> Miami run right there. You feel me? That's a 10-0 run, man. You got Wade, Bosch, and LeBron <laughs> right there. You I didn't even go lie. You, know, when you, you can even start at Sim Sima and then the interlude after. Yeah. And, and then into breathe, I thought it was that was a perfect transition to be honest. Yeah. What was it? Angels yeah. Never Die was the end. Angels everywhere. Yeah, and then into breathe, yeah. that that connection. I was talking to him. I thought it flowed seamlessly in, uh, seamlessly into each other. Yeah. Like, were you trying to like tell a tell a story with that or? Yeah, for sure. It was just like, um, that's like my man's my brother E. He was like, there was just one day in the studio, we was just talking and then um, he was just telling us he was just going back and um reflecting on like something that happened to him as a kid. And I just always like, I don't know, that always like just sat with me in the back of my mind. And I was just, I just asked him, I was like, yo, bro, do you feel comfortable just sharing that on the album? Cause like, basically it was like basically him saying like he could have died, he could have passed away, but he's still here. Mm -hmm. And like, he looks at that moment, like, damn, like I'm here for a reason. I'm here to do something. And that's like, that fit with the album. Like angels don't die, bro. You're here for a reason, your purpose is, a lot bigger than you may think you know what i mean yes sir him and my brother vlad those, those two they both just, they both told me a story like not too long ago and it just both they both of those stories really sat with me and like i just it just made sense to put it on the album mm -hmm. especially with what i was trying to convey and all that beautiful you know what I mean? yeah no, i feel that 100 percent um and i'm and i love that like the interludes uh weaved in like all throughout the record, it added with the cinematic feel. You know what I mean? Yeah. So after, um, yeah, yeah, we get into get the gap. How were you able to clear that? Got a great lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> nah, because I heard it. I heard it when it went out, and I was like, and I know a little bit about the the little partnership, John, that you got going on. So I was like, damn, that like, I feel that. 
But then again, I was like, yo, I feel that. How is he able to get that out? That <laughs> shit was fire. Um, love the production on the album. I was telling Rich on the way here, uh, you sat down with Kieran and pretty much <clears throat> uh, laid brother. out this whole project together. Yeah, um, I had the pleasure of meeting him at your listening event, and we chopped it up for a little bit. And I was able to pick his brain about some uh, shit. And you know, really interesting cat, dope cat. Yeah. Um, brother. I told him like when I first uh, met you, like that interaction, and I said, "Yo, after the Gang Banger remix, it's up." Like I was, because I remember saying that, yo, the remix dropped, everything after that is up, and y'all did exactly that, Um, but he is pretty much all over this project, maybe with an exception of what, three tracks? Yeah, and even those three tracks, trust me. He still had some work on them joints. Yeah, even the, like, just know he was on everything. Mm -hmm. So talk me through um, just the process of you and him putting this project together. Um... When it start, we've been, uh, me and Key been locked in since, like, college. We went to high school together, mm-hmm. went to college together. Um, like his dorm was, like, right upstairs from mine. Um, we both left school, and then after that, we just started cooking up heavy because we was like, yo, we got to make this music shit pop. And I don't know, we just both was able to connect. There was never, like, someone I connected with sonically like that, and I feel like he could say the same thing. Um but yeah, we was just a lot of trial and error. We was just trying to figure out the sound, figure out what we was trying to do. Like Good Evil was a great first step, but I feel like this project is when we um really officially like moved in the right direction to figuring out that sound. But um, I was just always telling him, I'm like, yo, Key, man, I'm trying to have shit with more bounce, but I really wanted to sample a lot more. And sometimes I'll describe him like a beat I was looking for. And a lot of times I don't really make sense with like what I'm trying to say sonically, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I'd be like, yo, I want, I want this like that. And like, he'd be looking at me like, word, word, word. But he always, he always matches the energy. He always figures it out. But um, yeah, it was really a lot of that. Like I'll just bring him a lot of references and I was digging a lot for this album. I was digging like some of the samples, like I was fine. Like I was really going in the field trying to find shit and like just trying to get inspiration. But he always matched my energy, and he did the same thing. Like on Breathe, like he's the one like like that came and like he's the one that said, "Y'all here, here's this beat. I think this is fire for you." Type shit, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But he's in the field with me. He's digging as much as I'm digging. Um, <clears throat> we be on Spotify sometimes, like when we're in the studio and like we're trying to make some shit and it's not clicking. Like Peanut Butter ended up coming out like that. We was in the studio trying to make a beat that ended up not working. So we was like, "Fuck, let's scrap it." on spotify real quick and just started digging just trying to find some like low-key type of sound low-key type of artist indie band or whatever and you know what i mean it was just digging crate digging and um i'm pretty sure he was involved with every step of like everything so i'm like really curious because i know well not yet we'll get to that because like i know your intentions um with uh, creating your project, at least from like your side of things, but mm-hmm. from him pre- being a producer, because I'm really trying to pick the minds of these producers uh, just about their overall projects. I'm pretty sure in his head it was a movie, but I'm just curious to see how y'all are able to communicate with each other to at least get to the same vision, you know, if that makes yeah. sense. I'll just walk in, I'm like, yo, Key, like, we gotta make some shit. I want to make some shit that niggas are not going to fuck with. Okay. And he was on the same type of time. He was like, yeah, we got to do some out-of-the-box shit. Like, let's not play safe. Let's not be 
you know what I mean? Like, let's not try to do some shit that we know everyone's going to like. Let's try to think left. And if if you don't like it, then fuck it. Mm-hmm. That's on you. But I know, like, I have peace knowing that I tried my best to, like, think outside the box and try to do something. But he was on the same type of time as me. Um, We just have convos of, like, what we was going through, like, personal shit and, um, and stuff that we admired and people who we admired. And we was like, yo, man, like... Man, they're nice. Like I'm trying to like that's just fire. Like really inspired by that type of shit. Like we're both not afraid to uh admit like, who our inspirations are and mm-hmm. like people and artists that we love. I think that's what this album was. That's why I, like I sampled a lot because like bro, these are artists or these are songs that I once loved. Heavy. I want to give love to that to these artists. Whether yeah. it was through samples, even the name. Like no one ever dies. That's that's um Pharrell shit nerd. Like, I don't think people may have caught that, but, like, I just wanted to salute to, like, the GOATs, like, people that helped me, like, helped me get to this point musically and sonically. So I just wanted to show love and show my love and appreciation for hip-hop and all that. Word. Nah, that's fire. That's fire. Because I want to make sure, um, because y'all already had conversations, like you said, but sometimes it's the whole process of, oh, um, we cooked up. And then I put together a body of work that made sense out of what we cooked up. Rather than like, oh no, I sat down with the dog and I was like, yo, this is exactly what I'm trying to do. This is the message I'm trying to put out. This is yeah. what I'm trying to have it sound like. And I want it to go like this. And yeah. then, then we can be like, oh, I bet now we can start working based off of that knowledge. You feel me? So, yeah. you know, it's good to um, have that new information just to see how y'all been working. Because yeah, I feel like- blueprint. Yeah, because I feel like he's been heavily involved with not just like both of your bodies of work, but like a good bunch of the Van Buren music as well. Yeah, he definitely helped though with like um, DSM um, and Baffert Press. But after that, it's mostly myself and him and his music. Exactly. But I'm I'm loving, because y'all do that, I'm loving when I hear the difference, like the separation. You feel me? Yeah. Like Luke's music, you might hear some vibes like that when it's on the Van Buren records. Yeah. But with the solo shit, yeah, 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 we know when it's time to go into that lane. You feel yeah, me? Exactly. And the sounds are uh, more catered when it's for the solo music rather than the group efforts. You feel exactly. me? If that exactly. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I love... um. The collaboration with y'all too. Um, so after that, you go from uh, get the gat, tables turn, and then we get to tables turn. You drop that right before the project. Yeah, the week, and it did damage. Yeah, you knew that was gonna happen. Absolutely. So many people told me, "Yo, Luke, I don't think you should do that." What made What made you want to get Stiz? That's my dog. I'm a big Stiz fan. Like, I was about Stiz in high school. When Suffolk you know I mean? County drops, yeah, yeah Suffolk, we all there. Monda, especially Monda, and like, um, I'm a huge this fan. Like, he's one of my favorite rappers. I saw him, like on God type shit. But um, we was just in um L.A. and then he got, he was like, "Yo, man, why you going? To, why you?" Go? I was about to go back home. He's like, "Yo, why you going home so early?" And I'm like, "You're right." Cancel my flight. <laughs> <laughs> Energy. He's like, "Yo, why you going home so early?" I'm like. Yeah right, bro. Cancel my flight, and then luckily that that happened because I ended up making that record with him. But we was in the studio with Aziz. Um, we was just all playing music. He played me some records off his latest album, and I was just playing him some shit. And I played him Aaliyah, and I played him Tables Turn, and and he wanted to hop on both, but I was like, nah, I gotta keep Aaliyah for myself. But um, he really was rocking with Tables Turn. I can see that. 
No, I could have seen it. I think about that. I, was I, like, I could see that. I could see that. But I gave that. two like great verses. I was like, I can't, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I can't right now, bro. So I can't. But, um, I feel that. I feel but that. yeah, he jumped on tables turn, and then we banged that out the next day. Bro, we was up till seven in the morning. He, we was wilding. We was wilding. Took that, that long to record the record? Yeah, because his process was just different. We was just talking like. He was just really giving me a lot of game and like just telling me things, mm-hmm. and it was like it was funny to see because <laughs> he would just be in the middle of recording and then he would just like just spit the gospel to me, <laughs> <laughs> like because we was like there wasn't really no booth. We was like in someone's crib yeah. recording, and like it's like this. I'm right here with the laptop. And he's right there, and he's just spitting. Then he turns around and just starts spitting like the gospel <laughs> to me, and that turns into like 30 minutes convo. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, it was crazy. Wow, you still at the computer like this. Yeah, bro. <laughs> trying to hit space. You know? And at one point, bro, I'm falling asleep by recording them. That's why I'm like, damn, I'm low-key forcing it. Because you got to remember, LA's a three-hour difference. So it's 10 a.m. back home. Mm-hmm. Which you used I've been to. up all day, all you, night, bro. People already hitting your line. <laughs> That's all I'm saying, bro. Yeah. Like, the morning just started, bro. But, nah, I'm happy that happened type shit. We had that in the cut for a minute. Um, I just knew, like, I just wanted to keep that, hold it in for the album. And, like, I just knew, like, that's how I wanted to roll it out. Like, do my whole rollout, drop my songs, and then announce the album. But I'm like, wait, I got one more record for y'all. Boom. The biggest one. You feel me? Mm-hmm. It was real thought out and all that. But that's a good man, man. Shout out my nigga Stiz, man. He didn't have to do that. He didn't have to hop on it. He didn't have to clear it, but he did. Yeah, no lie, bro. I don't even think that. I get why you'd say, like, that's probably, like, the biggest record. Yeah, I think that's just like for now. Mm-hmm. I think with time, as time goes on, you'll learn that now that actually might not be the biggest yeah, record off that joint. You feel me? Do you say it's the biggest record because of like uh, the fan feed, feedback or definitely streams, streams? and oh, and wow. feedback? Okay. Like when it came out, it was really like got playlisted instantly. Mm-hmm. It was huge, but like from what like. It was on the Apple Music top ten. Yeah, facts. oh facts. Yeah, I remember I got a screenshot that day. I was like, "Oh, I'm proud of this nigga." Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> I'm proud of this nigga. But um, yeah, that's crazy to really hear. But um, I think since the album came out, the fan favorite, Aaliyah. Aaliyah breathe breathe really surprised me, on like how many people would, would react to that one. Why is that? I don't know. It was just a B cut. Oh, it was a B cut. I don't know. Like, I knew people would like it, but I didn't know that would be, like, one of the standouts on it. Mm-hmm. You feel me? I was projecting something else, but that, that's why I stopped projecting music. Like, I stopped expecting this record to be that and that record to be this. It's like, bro, it's not up to me. Once it's out, once it's out to the world, bro, I don't control it. Like, everyone else in this room controls it. Mm-hmm. I don't control that shit no more. Okay. Okay. So, I feel like, yeah, so when you say that, oh, my fault, Rich. But I was going to say, um, when you say that, Cause you stopped projecting. Yeah. Besides tables turn, there was there had to be at least one other joint that wasn't already out when you were like, yeah, when this one dropped, I already know. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Like I knew yeah, yeah was about to do was about to do, cause I knew the video was fucking crazy. And that's why it's track number two. Yeah. You want to start off with that? I yeah. feel that. I get that. I knew that was gonna go dummy. But like every other record, it's not like I didn't think one record was gonna do bad. Like, I don't know. It's just, you kind of project. You're like, yo, maybe this record's going to be the biggest record, da-da-da. And it ends up not, especially for my music. Like, mm-hmm. going back to Good Evil, like, I didn't think 
Dyer Pride. Dyer Pride was just a uh, Lucy. I was trying to finish the album. I was like, ah, oh, let me just throw this one. And that ended up being the biggest fucking record on the album. So at that moment, I said, I'm done. I'm not projecting. Even with Sim Simma, Sim Simma was a Lucy. I was like, I would put out music in a minute. Boom. The streets love that shit. I was like, okay, let me stop trying to have expectations with this shit. It's not up to me. Mm-hmm. Sim Simma was a, like, it did what I had to do when it came out, but yeah. I, that was the one that, to me, that was a real, that was a slow burn, you know? Yeah. And then when it really got, when it really started heating up uh, after the release, I was like, oh, like, see, That's it right. makes sense. See, it makes sense. Sometimes I know, like, when music gets too old, we're like, nah, we're already moved on to the next. But I like when we can dig back and be like, mm, you know, the streets really didn't respect it how it should have been respected. So let's repackage it up. Yes, sir, put it, it out again. And repurpose it, you feel me? And I feel like Sir. that's what you did with that track. So definitely, uh, nah, great shit on that. Thank All you, that bro. quality. <laughs> Thank you, man. Quality music. Yeah, facts. Um, Rich, we about to say something. All right, word. So what I wanted to ask was um, thematically for this yeah. album, right? Um, you said you were dedicating this to the ones that you've lost. Yeah. Uh, you've mentioned Chris a few times. Yes, sir. Um, throughout the album. Yeah. Um, would you mind just sharing a little backstory with, with our audience on uh, who he was, what he meant to you? I yeah. know he meant um, a lot to the community as well, yeah. but just from you and your standpoint, uh, what did he mean to you and how did you approach that with this album? Um, my brother Chris, that was also uh, an artist from Brockton. Um, for those that know Chris, like you would say the same thing I'm saying. He was just like... He was just a breath of fresh air, bro. He was just like, he was inspiration to all of us. Like, little white boy, but he was just swag. You know what I mean? He was just cool. That's like, that's my dog, bro. Um, this is always a good dude. You know what I mean? Like, I just loved, I always was always inspired by the way he rapped, by the way he dressed, by the way he carried himself. Like, he always wanted to be in a fly whip, always eating good food. You know what I mean? That was my dog. And when he passed, it was really just like a, really sad moment for my for me mm-hmm. really caught me off guard especially because like like i really he was on my mind heavy before that and like i really wanted to uh, reach out to him but i didn't i didn't get a chance to so that really sat with me for um a very long time with this album when i was making this album <clears throat> um but yeah that's why i was like i was just saying angels never die just to like just to give them that salute and that praise, like, yo, bro, like, you still on our minds. We still think about you heavy. Um, like, you're not here. You're not here in the flesh, but you're still here spiritually, and we still think about you. Mm-hmm. So, stuff like that, that nature. Word. R.I.P. R.I.P. Shout my nigga Chris. For sure. On uh, one of your songs, um, in the very beginning of the song, you were talking about how you were going through your contact list. Yeah. And how some people on that list um, either aren't here or if you ha- you've had some, like, falling outs with them. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I related with that line personally because, honestly, like, yo, my phone, my contact list has been the same and growing since fucking high school. You feel yeah. me? Like, I haven't deleted a contact off my phone okay. literally since high school. It's just been growing since then. You feel me? Yeah. And a lot of people, good, maybe 75% of my list of people that I don't talk to anymore. Um, and I do 
it's crazy because when I heard the line, it really connected with me. I also have some contacts that are on my phone that aren't with me right now. You yeah. feel me? And um, that shit hit deep because I remember, you know, one of my dogs way back in the day. Like he passed back in like 2011. But um, I remember when, just when it happened, I was just in a moment of grief and disbelief because, you know, he was a kid uh, when he passed away. Uh-huh. And I had his number in my uh, phone. And, like, it would get to the point where, like, in my grieving process, it was, like, in the point of disbelief where, like, sometimes I would call the number just to see if miraculously if somebody would pick up on the other line. But knowing that, that wasn't going to happen. You feel me? So that's why when I heard that line in the song, it really resonated with me and it got me to thinking. Um, Definitely did that. You feel me? Yeah. But, um. With you and yourself, with um, the people that you've lost, how do you feel like you're able to keep their memory alive with the music? Because I feel like that's the whole theme behind Angels Never Die. Mm-hmm. So in terms of your role of carrying on like a memory or a legacy, how do you try to do that um, um, yourself? Um, <clears throat> one, just by telling a story like this and um, just making it. Because I know like, if there's one thing he would want from all of us is to really accomplish that goal and really do that. You know what I mean? We was all in this music shit together. That was me and Kieran's man, like our close friend. Mm-hmm. So we both was like, we both felt that pain. That's why we took this project so serious. But um, yeah, I think that's really just the mission is to really make it and keep the the legacy alive and like really take this music shit serious. Don't, don't bullshit with it. You know what I mean? Be intentional with what you do. Be intentional with what you say, with your art and all that. Um. Yeah, man, just keeping that legacy alive and just keep preaching his message and just doing what, what he would want us to do. And that was that's just to continue. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that immensely. Um, it took a lot to like to get to that point to understand that. You know what I mean? To even put the record out. Yeah. You know I mean, because I can understand if you if you um I understand you said I feel like Aaliyah was uh. Longest one, and you also said no one ever really dies is another one as well. Yeah, but that definitely that track makes sense. You feel me? Because that one's very personal to the chest, um, yeah. really close to the chest. Sometimes you're in a state where I'm like, mm, you know, I may have grieved, I may have gotten over it, but am I ready to you know share that with the world? Is that something I'm really trying to keep in, in the tuck with myself? But yeah. I, th- I feel like when you get to the point where you're able to <clears throat> release that out to the masses, and you know, just let the world. Uh, a little insight of yourself, I feel like that's when you know you're showing um, real growth. And I'm like, ah, right, yeah, I think I, I am moving on and finally able to share what that felt like with the rest of the world. So yeah, well, um, it takes a lot. Yeah, it does. It does. Uh, especially because when you're open, creating music, I feel like you open yourself to critique also. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really want to disrespect anyone either. Yeah. Like, especially him and his family. Like, Sometimes when it comes to death, you don't really want to, um, sometimes you don't want to speak on it because, like, you don't want to gain clout or gain, like, you know what I mean? You don't yeah. want to gain that off of someone's name. And I'm really big on that, like, you know what I mean? Being intentional. So mm-hmm. I was really just, like, battling. Like, yo, should I do this? Da, da, da. But, like, I don't know. Like, I always tell myself if I say something on wax, I can't be, I can't back up from my statement. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, if I say something, I said it for a reason. So, like, you can't be scared of that, that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. But I have a really good relationship with his folks. Like I kept in contact with his dad. I actually recorded his dad at the studio once on um 
was it his birthday? His father a musician? His father was a musician. Okay. I think it was his either his birthday or the day. It was his birthday. I recorded his dad in the studio. So I was like, so when I'm doing stuff like that, I'm like, I I know I'm not doing this for like no recognition. I know I'm really like, I know what I'm really doing this for. It's coming from a genuine place. Yeah, it's coming from a genuine place and really just trying to keep that um, energy alive. You know what I mean? Because I know that's what he would want. He wouldn't want us to mourn and like feel bad. Because his last message to me was, yo, keep killing it. Like go crazy. So I'm like, I just keep that like... I made that a mental note. You feel me? Yeah, facts. Mental note, yo. Gotta yeah. kill all you niggas. I'm sorry. Facts. If you hop on a track <laughs> with me, after you're 16, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? So, <laughs> yeah. for you, when you play the album back for yourself, like, is there a specific feeling that you get? Um, Yeah, but it's changing. When I first made it, I'm like, wow, like, Luke, you said a lot. You said a lot could have offended a lot of people, you could have hurt a lot of people, but like I really needed to free myself from those emotions. You know what I mean? Like it was really clinging on me. It was a lot of guilt, it was a lot of all that. So I really needed to free myself. So now I feel a lot of, I feel really loose right now. For the at the moment, who knows what life would throw on me again or whatever. But at this moment I felt I feel really free and all that. So it's like I needed to let go of those emotions and Whoever may listen, they may feel the same thing. People have been saying a lot of, you know, what I mean, I'm lifting messages. So, who knows in a few months what I'm about to, what I'll feel. Mm-hmm. But at this moment, I feel like yeah, I did what I needed to do. Let's figure out these new emotions, whatever I'm feeling next. Type shit. In terms of healing, do you feel like you're still in that mindset sometimes? Or do you think you've gone past it? I gone past it. Okay, like, good. I said what I needed to say. I know my people. Um, Cause Chris wasn't really the only person. Him, my uncle, those were like the two people like I really dedicated this project to. The one that had cancer. Yeah. Yeah. And um, they was really listening. Come on. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I thank you. But um, now nah, yeah, I know. I feel like they're satisfied with what I said. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, I can feel it in my spirit. You feel me? Mm-hmm. I, I remember there was just one time um, we was doing the. Bad for Press show. We was on Bad for Press tour. The Boston stopped. And then Ricky was like, yeah, man, I'm dedicating this one record to my man, Chris. And I just remember what the energy just felt. I just, it just felt like he was right there yeah. on stage with us. Rocking with y'all. So at that moment, I was like, I know he's like he's supporting what, what we got going on. That mm-hmm. shit. And your family knows you're um, heavily into the music, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Everyone. Um, it's Uncle New, too? Yeah. And, uh, I, I hope he did. He Like, once he got sick. He was in like right here, all the way. Uh, if you don't mind me asking, how was the nephew? My nephew's about to turn one. One, okay. So he's not he's not hip to he's not hip to the vibes yet. Okay. Not but, yet, but he's a very interesting kid. Like he's just he's special, man. Like every time I look in his eye, he looks like he's seen something. He, like he feels like a reincarnation of my uncle for mm-hmm. real. Like yeah, he's just he's a special kid. Well, it'll definitely be some time before, a time that will pass on before you get to, you know, 
a proper part of understanding but i love that he now has like this album is kind of like a time capsule if he, yeah because you know by the time he's like old enough to understand what's really going on in the world and he wants to like learn about how shit was moving back in the day i'm happy he now has this body of work to refer to and actually knew you know that who it was dedicated to and give him some new perspective as he goes on you feel me i feel like Not it's because i feel like we, we didn't really get that in our youths you know what i mean because some of us being first generation you know we we go do life a little different on this side. Not fast. But um I think that's like think, one of my favorite yeah. things. Sorry for nah, you good, bro. It's one of my favorite things. Cause like I don't really have many um like baby photos. I don't know what happened to them. But a lot of my baby there's photos. A photo album somewhere. No, just physical now. Nah. Gone. I don't know what happened to them. <sighs> somewhere in Haiti, bro. <laughs> yeah, no bullshit. <laughs> somewhere in Haiti, bro. So I don't really got much photos like as a child, but that's why I'm really happy, like with all my projects. Like like good evil, I have like all my family vocals on it, well, family photos. So there's always going to be some like memories mm-hmm. of that and of them. You know what I mean? Same thing with this. Like you said, like I talked about my my nephew. Now he's gonna he can grow up and have some piece of attachment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I feel that. You feel me? Um, and a common rec, a common theme, or maybe a common topic that I've heard about um, in your music. Is trying to make it out the hood. You feel yeah. me? By any means necessary. Um, and I've noticed that, like that, con- like I think about it. I know that it's on your head heavily, day, <laughs> like because that's it literally pops up on every single track. Um, Motivation. Nah, it's facts. Like he always says, like yo, um, I'm trying to do what I can to get this money, get the family out the hood, get myself out the hood. I want this. I know what I want my, by myself, and I know what I got to do to get to it. And that just um shows up and pretty much from your music since the beginning shit, all the way back to dreams to like now like you're still chasing that and yeah we're able to see the growth and like the steps that you're taking to try to get yourself out of that situation you feel me yeah. um but with that being said because i had a i had a similar conversation with this um with meech literally i think last month uh he was in a very similar headspace when he was like yo all right so we came out with dsm that uh, did what I had to do, but like it's now, you know, on to the next. And I was like, yo, this shit came out a month ago. He's like, yo, we on to the next. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I understand. Because, you know, we're all working um, to better our situations. And, um, but I was trying to get my dog to slow down. It's crazy because he's about to come out with speed. But it's like, yo, I told my dog, you know, sometimes slow down. I know money is the motive, but do you feel like sometimes when you're, s- focused on that and maybe um trying to chase that bread you kind of lose focus of living in the moment um do I lose, that's a good question do i lose focus in the moment not anymore i used to i used to lose focus in the moment because you're right when you're focused on money um you kind of get blinded but like i say i got obviously niggas trying to get rich niggas trying to be wealthy and all that take care of their families but i'm not really Money's not like my mo- like money's my motive, but it's not like end all be all for me. Okay. You know what I mean? There's bigger agendas and all that type shit. So it's like when I'm up every day and I'm grinding, it's not really just like I gotta get money. I, like I feel like with that mindset, sometimes it could deteriorate you. Exactly. But it's like self destructive. Yeah, sometimes it can be self destructive. Change the whole creative process. Exactly. So there's different agendas behind what I'm trying to do. It's like, damn, I gotta take care of my family. Damn, I gotta express myself. Damn, like this album, I gotta express myself so the next person could be comfortable expressing themselves. It's like there's different motives and behind what I'm doing. 
and what I'm trying to convey. Like money is obviously one of them, but it doesn't end there. Like money's not not all money not not all money's good money type shit. Like that's a phrase that's been on the back of my mind like the last couple of days actually. But sometimes it's, you can lose sight of the moment. But I fe- I found a really good balance of being well aware, and that's why music's important because like I'm really in tune in the moment. So once I leave the moment, I could come back and talk about the moment. Mm-hmm. That's how that's what this whole project was. Like me going to DC and going to that party until like three in the morning and just watching the way the DJ spun that record. And I figured out how to come back home in Brockton and convey that and put this on the album and all yeah. that. So I'm, I really be really in tune in the, like in tune into the moment and all that. Like I used to really journal every day, like each day, like what I did and all that, just to keep me, um, just to help me remember shit. Mm-hmm. But now, like I don't need to do that as much. I just like, it's just a mental note. I'm really like intuitive, like, like even stuff like this. I'll see it, I'll think about it later, cause I don't really listen to music when I'm driving. Mm-hmm. And at, at that moment, I think, I think a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't really think I get like blinded or I get stuff like that. Word, cause I feel like it's important for me to have those conversations with artists, especially the ones that I know put in hours. You could like, though the workaholics. You, you could though. Me? Yeah, no, you, you could, could very easily. Yeah, I feel think. Me? And with that being said, it's like um. I don't ever want it to get to the point where it's like, yo, I understand what the mission is. I know I understand what you're trying to do, but like, yo, take a second, sit back, look up real quick. Not Enjoy facts. yourself. Look not up. Because yeah. at some point, you're going to have to go back home. But right now, you're not, you're not home right now. Not facts. Take a second yeah. to breathe that in. You feel me? Everything else, you know you're going to deal with that shit tomorrow. But right now, take a second, bro. Not facts. Yeah. And I try to just, you know, have people be like, yo, take a step back. Because sometimes you're in, in some situations that unfortunately... <laughs> A lot of other people may not be in that situation in any time soon. Sometimes, sometimes you got to see that, John, and just uh, take a moment to reflect on it real quick. It. But you sound like you're a very um, intuitive man, so you definitely take your time to reflect on that when needed. Yeah. I used to really not understand it, but now I do. Now I'm teaching it to like my homies now, because sometimes it's like I feel like as a black person, you always gotta you can never really appreciate what you accomplish. It's never enough. You always got to keep going, keep going. That's what like kind of program to do mm-hmm. especially is, with the microwave era yeah, you, feel, exactly. you always feel like you got to catch up to something you know exactly which is not wrong like i understand like you don't ever want to get too comfortable but you do got to appreciate shit mm-hmm. it's just balance that's what all this shit is like you can't lean too much into something or lean too out you get me yeah it's gotta be right in the middle just like you could have been like any artist and waited the casual two years, but between your projects, you waited three years. Facts. And that's all right. <laughs> I didn't want to, but I had to. But it's okay. But with that, I waited three years, but maybe we banged out two VB, three VB projects within a year or two mm-hmm. type shit. So it's like. And they all sound different. Had to balance it. Like, had to take a break. Not really take a break on my own shit because I was still working. I just wasn't putting out, but I was putting out with my guys. And that helped elevate us to another level. Now we got at that level. I'm like, okay, time for me to get back to where I need to be at. No, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everything's just working. It's the plan. You feel me? Mm-hmm. For you, since you dropped the album, <clears throat> have there been any moments where you felt like the validation, or where where you felt like, yeah, this is this is exactly why I made the album? Um, that's a good question. Um. Was there any validations? I think to see people enjoy it, because like I was 
really in my head, I was like, damn, is anyone going to like it? Did I go too left? So seeing people really enjoy the album really was, like, good to see. But I really, I got to the point right now, I generally don't care, like, if you like it or not. You know what I mean? Like, I like it. And I'm finally in that space. And it, and it's, you know what I mean? It's hard to stay in it sometimes. Sometimes, like, it's easier said than done. You know what I mean? But it's about, like, staying in that. And But I enjoy the music. I enjoy what I said. I enjoy my visuals. I enjoy it. If you like it, then that's a beautiful, that's that's a plus. But I enjoy it. If you hate it, it's not for you. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And I'm, like, in that space, so there's not really, like, too much validation I could feel. You know what I mean? It's a tricky, validation is a tricky uh, word. Mm-hmm. It's a tricky feeling. You know what I mean? Yes, but any moments where, like, you felt like, yeah, this is exactly why I made the album? Um... I haven't felt it. It's only been it's been real short. Cause it's crazy. Cause like when I was really playing it for a lot of people, a lot of people weren't really like banging with it. Like I wasn't. I didn't play them the whole thing, or I did play them the whole thing, but didn't have the whole sequence, or it wasn't mixed all the way. It wasn't mastered all the way. So some people I played it for, they wasn't really like. They was like, yeah, this is cool. It's cool. And like that didn't like it bothered me, but I'm like. I don't care. That's like I'm not making this shit for you, bro. You don't yeah, get it. No, nah, I feel that. Yeah, like, you don't get it. What I'm trying to say, you don't get it. You, you, you ain't been where I've been at. You don't get it. You feel me? Like I'm talking about something else. I'm talking about my one of my mates that passed away. You, you not in that. You're not in that same mindset I'm in. Mm-hmm. You don't get it. You feel me? And I also feel like it's music that you really got to sit with. You exactly. know what I mean? Like I already told. Like you came to me um, during your listening event, and you asked me what my uh, fa- three favorite songs, right? Mm-hmm. I gave you my three favorite, and then when we had a text conversation, I gave you a different three. And mm. if you would ask me today, I have a different three. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? So it's like you really got to sit with the album. Some shit will hit you first. Listen, but a lot of shit you really got to go through the layers because you got to go yeah. through the production. You got to go through the storytelling. You got to actually have the trained ear to get through um, – your voice and that's not a shot at all that's not, not a shot it's like, it my voice can be annoying i get it not annoying but like sometimes it may be a little hard to decipher what you're saying sometimes yeah, but that's it. just because um people that may not be familiar with you i get so it since i've heard you in different music i can now hear your music and like just within first listen and maybe the second listen i'm like okay no i i, I know what he's saying and that's just like the point that, man you know like you can't we're living in a world where you just hear the album once and you just fucking write it off it's either good or bad and you just stop facts for my shit you have to keep listening listening because you may not like it but there's something that's driving you to listen to it again mm-hmm. and again it's like there's some like kind of like some type of drug that's making you keep coming back and back and that was the whole point mm-hmm. i didn't want you to like it the first listen it's too easy yeah. like it the first listen you know what i mean or you may not have gave me your uh, real response mm-hmm. you feel me i want your true honest response about this album and all that's important too because yeah. i do this thing with artists where i'll um um with artists that i know i'll sh- i'll like sh- quote unquote like shop their music around to different audience to see what their opinion is and like i sent it to one of my boys who's um a producer and i know that he fucks with like trap heavily heavily and uh, like bangers heavily so i sent him the album and i was like just let me know what your top three are off this tape. And he gave it a listen. And the three that he responded back to me with, I'm like, oh, all right, that makes sense. I understand why you would pick those three. But give yeah. it a few more listens. I'm telling you, Sim yeah. Simma is going to hit you. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. his three were, uh, yeah, yeah, Black, 
block party and no one ever really dies. And I'm like, all right, that, that makes sense. I understand. But I'm like, keep listening. You're going to come back with a, <laughs> with a different answer in a second. Facts. But yeah, I believe all that's important uh, for real. You got a top three, Luke? Um, that's hard. At the moment, <clears throat> Aaliyah. Aaliyah. Breathe. Peanut butter. Wow. When I was making it, like, when, like, like the final steps. Lord, take my hand, Aaliyah. And um, block party. Yeah. Wow. But it changes. It depends where I'm at. Yeah. I feel you. I'm currently... Um, Aaliyah, peanut butter, and um, Lord, take my hand. Yeah, that's my current three right now. Um, yeah, breathe, Lord, take my hand, and Sim Simma for me. Yeah, facts, facts. And with that being said, I want to get into this record because we now hit the hour mark, and that means I can play music again, you feel me? Even though when these niggas try to hit me up for the copyright, I'm like, dog, he's sitting next to me. What are you talking about? You know, I tried sharing your music, <laughs> and Russia was like, nah. Yeah, there's a war. <laughs> Russia yeah, was there's like, a war. nah. nah it's because the war. No Luke bars in Russia. <laughs> I'm like, all right, bro, damn, I'm sorry. <laughs> but nah, let's go ahead and get back into the music, play another track off of that album just so y'all can familiarize yourself I, I feel like at some point y'all should have paused this yeah, and to. go to listen to a little bit of the music and come back honestly with the experience you should be listening as you go that's kind of the vibe that we give off here but i know there's some lazy people out there so i'm gonna do the work for you you feel me so let's go ahead and get into peanut butter one of my favorite joints off of the album i feel like if he markets this joint correctly this could be the radio record but like i said it's if he markets it correctly you feel me it features my dog max moody you got a nice little vibe you may think you're hearing a Vaughn on the record. It's not. It's Max Moody, but they do what they got to do. Would you ride for me, die for me, put it in the sky for me Four in the morning, I'm just not leaving your mama crib I will kill a nigga for you, you know that's quite obvious I don't ask for much, don't leave me with no empty promises, my darling Before you cross my mind, look for the warning My head ain't wrapped too tight, just being honest To rock emotions, you been the closest I met the morphous, go through my courses Parents divorces, friends turn the courses What's now important, love I I've been sourcing, only felt losses to feel important Listen, you got me wishing Share me your body, get you beside me Listen, you got me wishing Share me your body, get you beside me Sorry if this an issue, I find myself 
caught up in different women, I got vices Tell me about my wrongs, said light in me, entice me I ain't know which right I tried to be Tell me girl, what's for real, for real? Need your space, I heard some love Maybe I'm not good for you, probably need somebody else If this for the time or tell, I never seen love prevail Can't blame me for my ignorance, you know love is discipline When your cousin pass, you call my phone, I always pick you up Eat it till I stomach full and fuck it till the sun is up Nigga like me, don't come across it often I'm not good at love, I say it often I fuck up a good day, I do it often Things always come and go, don't leave me darling Put you hostage, ain't nobody love you like I love you being honest If you said you did for me, be there for me Stop Oh, that's the one, bro. I love that record so much. Bro, that's the one. That's the one. Thank you, bro. You got to do it. I don't, I don't, you got to talk to us. I don't know who you got to talk to, <laughs> but I already know. Like, just, bro, I listened to that track, and that shit bring me back to, like, no bullshit, like, 2000s. I was just thinking Like, that. the 2000s, yeah. bro. Like, how the classic R&B and hip-hop, like, tracks used to run with the collabs back in the day. Like, I don't know, just in terms of it being a radio record, I feel like all the elements are there. It's like, if you're a shorty, how can you not fuck with this record? I need a music you know video I mean? for that record, by the way, too. It's like- and we got that. And how Come you're in. talking, talking up smooth, like, yeah, I've used those lines, too. I envision myself <laughs> in a music video with my shorty, like, <laughs> the music playing in the background, like, smooth. Yeah. Really dope record, right. honestly. Um, the production is there. Um, I honestly hope, you know, at one point, if in, you're in New York or somewhere down south, you know, just crossing the street. I hope you run into three stacks and just be like, yo, I got this record for you. <laughs> and just drop peanut butter. And he just pull out the flu out of nowhere. And he's like, yo, hold on. And then just go crazy on the outro. <laughs> I'm going to get that three stacks first. I know. We talked I'm about gonna, that. So I, I know. Yeah, yeah, we've me. talked. We had conversations. You're like, yo, I need that three stacks verse. I need that three stacks verse. I'm going to get that. When I heard peanut butter, I'm like, yo, there it is. Like, I that. can hear him on that track. So I don't know. Um, that's probably one of my favorites off of the um, album. Um, I really think it's, uh, like I said, Table's Turn might be the track right now. But I feel like if the team, if y'all go as hard as Meech went for go, <laughs> as hard as that man went for go, y'all can really get that record to pop. No bullshit. Yeah, we got um, some ideas, man. Facts. Uh, I I remember at your listening party said that you actually have um, collaborated a couple of times with Max, but this is the first one that I was able to see sunlight. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So walk me through um, just that creative process of working with him because it sounds like y'all were able to hit your stride with this record. Yeah, what it was, um, I reached out to Max. I met him once at a show and then stayed in contact um, reached out to him, sent him a record, sent it back. 
he did amazing. I'm like, eh, it's not. I, I could do better. Send him another one. Same shit. Send him another one. But this one, because I really was rapping crazy. The mm-hmm. beat was amazing, and then his hook was just undeniable. This one just finally felt right. I think we. I threw him at least like four records, like in total. I mean, this one was finally the one to connect. But he's a really talented kid, bro. Really talented, produces, raps, sings. Um, like he's really talented. He deserves um, to be heard at, at, on a major scale. And I just hope like this can help him and just help push him and get more eyes on him. He's really talented, bro. He's my guy. No facts. I think that this track should do what it needs to do. Yeah, you feel I me? Mean? Because like, um, I just hear a record like that, and just with my trained ear, um, I hear that. When I say like, it brought me back. It, it brought me back to this record. Let me know if you remember this record. This shit vibes. Oh, this vibes. Vibes. You feel me? So when I heard that track, I'm like, oh no, nah, it's taking me right back to this era. And I'm like, yeah, y'all can make this work. Niggas remember this track And I was just like that, That's exactly yeah. like the, the same feel It gave me the same exact feel Cause you know Lloyd came in You know Lloyd Banks um, passed with G-Unit But he came in and was able to talk to Shorty Smooth like, On a record like this So I'm like yo if that track was able to do what it's able to do if we got the right type of engine over here, we can kind of pop off the same type of feel. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I just wanted to play that track. That was like one of the first joints that popped up in my head when I heard Peanut Butter. And I was like, yes. Bro, <laughs> I was like, yes. It's a classic. It's a classic record. Facts, facts. So I was happy you were able to um, at least put that in there before you went in with the, uh, the rest of the theme of the project. Yeah. For real. Is there one feature that you wanted to get that you weren't able to get for this album? Or were you able to do everything you wanted to do successfully with this album? Yeah, I got every one I wanted. Um, yeah, I haven't really died out the box. I usually, like, I don't know, I really don't be fishing for, like, artists like that too much. Like, as much as I should be. But, like, I have a really a lot of talented friends that I'm, like, that deserve to be heard. You know what I mean? Like, dupes. One of the most, like, he's a fucking Swiss army knife. Like, dude's crazy. Like, mm-hmm. he produces, sings. Like, I had dupes on a rap record once. Me and dupes have so much music. Um, And, like, he's someone I'm like, yo, like, why would I go try to go grab, like, a big artist or whatever when, like, my man's is really talented and he deserves more recognition. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've noticed that. You stick with the home team a lot. Yeah. Very loyal soldier. Mm -hmm. You feel me? But I do want to work with more artists and bigger artists and stuff like that. But I don't know. It just didn't make sense at that moment. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? I really just wanted to keep it homegrown with my guys and all that and just help push them. Like, with a Pat, I mean, Notebook P and all that. Like, he doesn't normally do, like, uh, auto-tune on his voice and he doesn't really do that type of like harmonies and all that and i just wanted to help him get out his box same shit with dupes dupes makes like kind of a soca and like reggae type of music so it's crazy to get him out that box mm-hmm. same shit you know what i mean hmm. i wouldn't wow offer reflections i wouldn't know he was making soca music. <laughs> that's dope actually that's dope to hear so project is here a week 
Man, man, two weeks. It's been two, two weeks. weeks. It's been two yeah. weeks since it's been out. About two weeks from Friday. Um, probably over three hundred k streams. Yeah. Congratulations, first of all. Hold on a minute. Thank I you. got you. Hold on. I got to treat my dog right. Congratulations for my dog. Facts. Thank you, bro. Yeah, like I said, a lot of improvement from the first tape. Like major improvement. Like yeah. I was remember, I had my um opinions on Good Evil the first go around, but um. After some time, y'all did the group projects and you came back around. I was like, oh, major improvement with this tape. Like, I love it. Like, I, I love the good majority of um, the joints on this one more. But I think that's just because I'm able to relate to them in a, in a different way. Um, but like I said, you still work very heavily with the home team and you've been winning with them every since. Like, Kiron, um, like I said, Dupes makes another appearance on this. Uh, Foo, y'all been going crazy. It's my brother. Foo been going. Any project, any cinematic thing I ever see him do with y'all, like he's just going crazy in his own uh, lane. So definitely that. Latrell James. Yeah, um, Latrell. You feel me? I mean, anytime I see y'all connect, it's just fire. So you know the people who cater very well to your sound. Um, yeah. And I think that's dope. I think that's dope. Uh, are you... I mean, nah, you do. You 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 venture out. You work with other producers. I do. Yeah, you I work do. with other producers. I can't even say that you're not willing to venture out. You are. You are. It's just if they're able to catch that feel. Like Lil Island, that's someone he produced Table Turn. Mm-hmm. That's my guy. Lives in Jamaica. I do. I do work with a lot of different other producers. Um, it's just Kieran. That's like my guy. Work. I feel that. You know what I mean? Like we're just brothers. You feel me? That's Knew like that's your forty. Knew him since yeah, since I was seventeen, bro. You know what I mean? Went through hell and back with that young man. So I was like, it's hard. And it's like, Key is one of the best producers in the world, bro. So I was like, I really have one of the best producers in the world that gives me beats. Sometimes it feels like, yo, why do I need another person? But I do work with a lot of other artists, mm-hmm. a lot of other producers like Aziz. Um, my man on um, 48th Street. You know what I mean? It's just whatever fits. Like, Kieran fit well with this album. Mm-hmm. In the future... Maybe someone else will may. But no shots, no like, shots, no you know, shots. No, nah. no. I'm always open to <laughs> different sounds and all that. Like T Watt was on this on his um album with Latrell and stuff. So I just have uh I just have my team that like I work really closely with and that and I mean I built my sound with and continue to build the sound with. You feel me? No, I hear you hundred percent. All right, I asked you I asked you this question literally at every spot we've connected at every part <laughs> with every album i've asked you this question so i'm going to ask you again with angels never die so what do you feel like you have been able to share with this project and also when you're looking down the road what do you hope that people are able to retain with this project um vulnerability like i just wanted to like when you hear it, it's just just a young kid just expressing himself and just uh, expressing his demons and just talking and just being honest and not hiding and not sugarcoating something. You know what I mean? I feel like not a lot of artists do that. Actually, I don't want to throw shots at no one. But oh, You want to kill every You say music. It's okay. You want to kill all you niggas. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> no, nah, but it's just like I just want to be really vulnerable and like in a world – in a in a in a world and in an art form and like something like that where it's not really really uh received well. Not a lot of people are really doing that. 
the music. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> you know what I mean? It's not, and a lot of people don't really receive it well. So I just want to just, I don't know, I got to express myself. Like, I felt like I never really done that a lot growing up. And even on, like, on my day-to-day, I really don't be doing that. Like, a lot of people may not know how I feel or something like, like you know what I mean? But music gives me a, a place to do that at. Mm-hmm. So it's like I got to... Uh, really honor that really channel that and i really take account of like knowing that not everyone is an artist not everyone is a musician and then there's a lot of people that um on their day-to-day they don't really have a chance to express themselves or really have a platform or really have anything of that you know i mean i really try to talk to the average person as well that's going through the same thing i'm going through Mm -hmm. you know what i mean they just need an extra voice to make them feel good like that's what music was for me like that's what Kendrick did for me. That's what uh, Kanye did for me. I was like, all right, let me reciprocate that energy to the next person. You feel me? Yeah, no, nah, I love that. And I, I love, love the like fact that you mentioned Kendrick too. Because I remember tweeting you. I was like, after No One Ever Really Dies gets to me, I remember tweeting. I was like, yep, this is Luke's Sing About Me, I'm Dying of Thirst. Yeah. This is it. That was an inspiration that's for the that right there. I mean, for that song. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, yeah, I want to very long song i wanted to make the song 10 minutes i just didn't feel like writing another verse but but yeah that was really an inspo behind i was like i just want to just talk because you know what i mean in hip-hop you don't really see uh long songs one three verses you don't see that as much anymore so i'm like yo i want to do this i have i had a lot to say that day mm-hmm. you know what i mean there was a lot on my mind around that time so i just wanted to express that what songs are we getting music videos for? Hopefully all of them. Oh, yeah, hopefully all of them. Because at your listening event, you had like low-key joints for every, you had like little yeah, visual. like little visuals for um yeah. every joint. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, so it's probably like probably like an expansion of those. Yeah, those were like just show vocal um show visuals. Now, fucking internet. The fucking internet cut that day. So now, I we, couldn't even show all of them. Yeah, we gotta talk about the rollout. The rollout itself. Amazing. That was a great rollout. Mm-hmm. I'll keep it a buck with you. This is like, like I've I've seen all of y'all elevate when it comes to like marketing your shit. But like in terms of the rollout with this tape, like shit. Even with how how you were rolling things out with um like the little video snippets when it was like homie yeah. on the street or like homie behind the um light. With all of that, I would have never expected for the project to come out like this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. I don't know. Like you could very easily suspect something off of like you know a couple of previews. Like you could hear "Get the Gal" was the lead single. Yeah. And think that you would have you were about to get this is the project. You feel me? If you're coming yeah, off "Get the Gal" is the lead yeah. single. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why I think like how y'all were able to roll out this project, have visuals ready for the projects, just have um, something to always keep listeners engaged. It's like you were able to make the consumers or the listeners part of the rollout experience as well. You know, it's not like I'm just sharing this with y'all. It's like, yo, this is something for y'all to actually engage with. And, yeah. you know, that's why I feel like this rollout was fun because it kept me guessing, you know. I think a lot of shit in the city or just in general, um, when I'm familiar with uh, artist sound, I think a lot of this shit can be predictable. But, yeah. nah, you, you kept the rollout fresh. So definitely salute to you for doing that. Thank you, bro. Just wanted to... Just keep hitting dudes on the top of the head, man. Mm-hmm. I feel like rollouts. Like I didn't like the traditional rollout. I just wanted to just boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. 
just keep hitting you. Like you didn't have time to breathe or time to kind of digest it. Digest it when the whole album's out. And there were three different sounds with Ansoon, Get the Gat, and then Tables Turn. There were low key like three yeah. different vibes to go off of. So you didn't really know what you were generally going to get with the entire album. That was before you even said what and stood for even yeah. though i was able to make it out like, i don't know how you did that oh, i'm nice <laughs> honestly <laughs> honestly how i was <laughs> i was able to figure it out um you posted something on your story and i think it was the outline of the shirt it was it wasn't oh yeah i know you're talking about and i saw never and i saw okay i, I was only able to make out never Two and two together. And then he, when he was starting to promo the tape, I saw an, I just saw he was using an angel as um like the logo. So like I was like, okay, A has to be angels and never. And then like I'm a Juice World fan, so legends never die. So I'm like, all right, so it yeah. must be angels never die. And then that's how I was able to come up um with the title. And I was like, oh, that's dope. All right, so let's see how this goes. Let's see how this goes. And I'm happy with the turnout. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, yo, he's like yo how did you figure that out i'm like yeah, i pay attention i don't know what to tell you, you i would have told him he was wrong just because <laughs> <laughs> but now nah, overall dope um i got one more question to end things off but like rich before i do that do you have anything that you want to add i'm good you're good all right so like my last question that i want to add um before we get into our reality checks because we can't end the episode in any other way but um my last question so I feel like in terms of how y'all are moving throughout the city, um, y'all are seeing places that maybe uh, p people in the community haven't seen before. Y'all are in different rooms. Y'all are having different conversations. Um, but at the end of the day, y'all have to return home. Yeah. So despite, despite um, the success y'all have gained so far and despite um, the moves that y'all have made so far, what is it like when you have to when you have to come back home? Like, um, how have the current living situations around you um, changed or have been yeah. affected since um, coming into the game and doing all this? Um, sometimes it'd be hard, like depending on like where we're coming from. Like, like say we had a, like a crazy interaction with like I don't know, like like when I first came home from Dreamville. Mm -hmm. I was like, damn, I really got to go home right now. Like, I just seen J. Cole. Like, I really got to be home right now, shit like that. But sometimes it used to hurt. Like, it used to really be like, damn, bro, I really, like, I'm really coming home. Because sometimes it's kind of like, in music, it's like nothing really guaranteed. So, like, in the back of your mind, it's like, yo, like, this can never happen again. Mm. Like, if you stop right now, this will never happen again. So, I guess, like, the only thing that, like, motivates me, especially when it's this album, because, like, like I said, this album stem from just going out to LA, going out to New York, going out to DC and taking that experience that I gained from there, bring it back. So at first it was really like hurting me. Like I was like, damn, I really gotta come home, come back home. But now it's like I found a lot more uh just peace with it. It's like, all right, just keep working. Because if you if you keep working, this will continue to happen and it'll get bigger and bigger. And if you keep working, at one point you don't gotta come back home mm -hmm. type shit. And I mean to an extent I don't have to come back home. Nothing's really holding me back mm -hmm. from doing that you know what i mean but when i say that i think it's just because you make that um a prevalent topic in your music you know when yeah, you're talking yeah. about um you know yeah when i say that it's like once again it's like i'm coming back home but it's like if you keep working bro you'll be able to take care of everyone and to a point you don't got to come back home and it's like it motivates me just to keep going harder because like 
that is like one of my biggest inspirations is like my family and what we've been through in our living situations, like in the past, in the current, and just like where I'm at. It's like, yo, I've done so much, but I can always, I can go further. So that just motivates me. It's like, yo, just keep going, keep going, keep going. And like, not even just like my family now, but like the future family, like I'm really big on generational wealth. I got to take care of like my grandkids who's not here. You know what I mean? I got to make sure I got to set them up for like whatever we got going on. You know what I mean? They don't deserve to deal with the things that I've dealt with. You know what I mean? So it's like, that's like a big motivation just to figure it out for myself, figure it out for my family and figure it out for my city. Like, Brockton, we haven't had, no one's in Brockton ever came this far, you know what, you know what I mean? mean? That's a fact, you know what I mean? So it's like, continue to uh, push it for the city so more artists, and more people could come, not even just from Brockton, but New England and all that. There's a lot of talented artists from this area, but they don't have, there's not enough um, guidance, there may not be enough resources, may not be enough eyes. So it's like, I take a big, uh, I feel like I'm responsible for like taking that and bringing it back home type shit. Cause I've heard convos of people saying so-and-so didn't do enough or this person could have done more. So it's like, I, they can't, I hope they don't ever say that about me. They won't ever get to say that about me. VB is a collective rod for Brockton too hard. So not facts. <laughs> that shit won't happen. Not facts. So it's like, we just take that as a responsibility on ourselves to just keep helping out the generations that come after us and just make sure we open the door. So hopefully the next star could come and hopefully they could be bigger than me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Hopefully my grandchildren don't have to deal. Like, not say hopefully. They won't have to deal with. You feel me? So it's like, that just like motivates me and all that in the morning and all that. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into our reality checks. Luke, this will be your third time doing it. I don't think I got to give you a rundown of what a reality check is. You know what it is. But for the ones who may be tapping in from the first time, I don't know who you... Which camera looking at? But if y'all are here for the first time, reality checks are pretty much our closing remarks, food for thought, advice that we want to give to the listeners. Um, so uh, we already know how this goes. This normally starts with my dog, Rich, and then we come our way down. Rich, go ahead. Close this episode off the right way, please. Reality check of the week. So uh, my reality check is you got you to gotta put in the work for the things that you want. There's nothing uh, more annoying than hearing a person constantly complain about something that they say they want, but never put in the action or the work to get that. And that happens too much in daily life. If you want something, you got to put the work in. No one's going to do it for you. And no one's going to feel bad when you don't get it because everyone sees what you're doing. And like I said, no one, nobody likes a complainer. So I keep my reality check short and sweet for you guys. Put in the work for what you want. And if you ain't ready to put in the work, then stop complaining. He's, he's speaking facts right there. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Luke? Um, it's a phrase that's been on my mind all this past week. Was um, not all money is good money. Um, sometimes you don't have to. I get it. Sometimes you're in a position of, you know, what I mean, desperity where you need something really fast, or you don't want to start from ground zero, or whatever the case may be. But it's okay to. So it's okay to start over again and bounce back up, you know what I mean? Don't just take something because there's incentives behind it, you know what I mean? If it don't make sense, it don't make sense. And don't try to uh, sell yourself short or move out of fear because mm -hmm. you're, 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 like, you're moving, like you have de you're desperate or something, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's a beautiful reality check. 
right, and then for my reality check, right? I'll try not to make this as long as they typically are. I'll try to keep this one short. All right, so for the people that know me dearly, <clears throat> people that know me dearly, my loved ones, my um, closest homies. So uh, if you are part of the gang, you are probably aware that your boy has been battling depression since he was about 16, right? 16 years old. And I have different coping mechanisms. Everything's lit. I'm still the littest kid on the block at the end of the day. You feel me? But everybody has their slumps. Everybody has their times. And I, th and I was uh, watching something over the weekend. And I learned something. Even though I'm 26 now, I learned some shit. And I was like, and they were like, yo, do you know that um, fucking procrastination is one of the biggest signs of depression? Yo, and I looked back at myself and I was like, hey, yo. And I thought about a couple of things. And I was like, damn, I'm like a massive procrastinator. But when I'm active, it's gold. But I'm like, but when I am procrastinating heavy, I understand why I'm doing it. Um, I understand completely. But I just want to say this as a reality check that like, yo, at the end of the day, you know, life might be tough, but if I don't want to be too insensitive, but sometimes we really don't have excuses, you know, niggas can be sad. They can be um, maybe find some uh, difficulty getting out of the bed. But eventually, at one point, you do have to get out of the bed, you know. Sheets are disgusting after at some point. You feel me? So you got to get out, out of the bed at some point. And I found like um, most recently, I've just been having a drive that keeps me motivated on my day to day life. But um, procrastination is something that I struggle with immensely ever since high school. Like I never tested well in high school. And fast forward, I still haven't graduated college just because of that. You feel me? Um, but Sometimes it's good to get those reality checks in the instant because it, it helps you snap out of some shit and reminds you what you're doing it for or it gives you a reason to get active again. So I find myself going in procrastination slumps OD. Sometimes it affects um, the consistency of this show. If you want me to keep it a buck with you, I'd be going through regular life. Um, but it is important to notice when you're going through moments like that so you know either what you got to do to bounce out of it or, yo, maybe got to talk to somebody for a little bit or maybe you should probably go see someone just so you're not too um off in your slump you feel me it's like what gucci said <laughs> quoting gucci's crazy <laughs> but it's like what gucci said you don't want to get lost in the sauce bro and nice. sometimes the depression bag is a different type of sauce and trust me you do not want to get lost in that john you feel me niggas create amazing music when you're in that bag but they also know when it's time to leave the studio you feel me so i just want to go ahead and um spread that to our listeners uh if you see yourself in a slump it's okay to be in it in the moment but it's also very important when to know when you got to get yourself out of that shit you feel me so that's all that i wanted to leave with the listeners this week for my reality check you feel me get in find, find a way to bounce out of that shit all right so luke yes sir thank you thank y'all bro you feel me third time back on the show I have a conversation with a different variation of you every time. And that just means it's growth with every visit. You feel me? And I feel like if you were to come back to the show and you were still the same Luke and you were stagnant, I would have been like, dog, what's going on with you? You feel me? <laughs> no, I, I would have been dead This ass. version. Huh? What's this version today? This version? Yeah. Bro, honestly, I feel like this version of Luke... Oh, his name wants me to cast me. Crazy. I feel uh -huh. like... Yeah, no, I just fuck with you. I feel like this version of Luke... Um, like we had conversations about throughout this entire episode, you were more intentional 
You yeah. feel me? You've grown, matured, found probably you have found other ways to express discomfort and um to share vulnerability. You found different ways to express that and relay that to your audience, which I feel like is dope. Um I also feel like with how reserved you are, many people may not know certain sides of you until you reveal it in the music. You feel me? And yeah. just as time goes on is when we start to learn more and more about you. You feel me? It's like, mm-hmm. like throughout the record, I was like, oh, diabetic. I feel you. You feel me? I should run in my family too. That shit fuck you up. I, should, I stress as a nigga out too. You feel me? But I'm like, that's something I would have never known just in regular conversation. But like hearing about the stuff like that in the music, how you're able to open up and just be expressive about it lets me know that you're becoming more comfortable, coming out of your shell, being more mature and just more aware. So like, you know, I fuck with that version of Luke. I had the conversation with you at the listening event. I wanted to see where your mental was at day one. And you were just like, yo, bro, honestly, I don't know. I'm just taking it all in right now. And I feel that. I feel that you're in the moment. That's exactly what you're supposed to be doing. And I had the, literally, what I said, I was like, yeah, niggas came a long way since dreams. And that's a fact. When I saw you perform at that once um, event, man, it's not the same dude as, you know, back in the day. Um, So it's important to notice all of that. But I also think it's important to um, acknowledge it when it's happening, you know? Because you could experience life, go through all this shit, and just never have the um, chance to just, like just sit back and take in everything that you've been doing to lead up to this moment. But when you have moments like these, when you're able to sit down um, with people and have genuine conversations about the art and the process that goes into it, I feel like that aids um, to the growth and the development of the artist. You feel me? Yeah. Sometimes people just go into the studio, bang out a couple of records, put it out, and then you either love it or you hate it. But I think it's dope when you have media mediums like us and platforms like us that want to go deeper behind the music and actually learn about the artist that is creating the music because that gives you a whole different insight and perspective into the music and the artist that's creating the music. You feel me? Yeah. I'm able to enjoy your music because from what I've heard and through our conversations, I have a general understanding of you. And that is able to allow me to enjoy your music more. You feel me? If I didn't have these conversations with you, no bullshit, might have lost me at the voice. I'll keep it a buck with you. (laughs) It might have lost me at the voice. But when I started to understand the man behind the voice, the voice made sense. You feel me? So I was like, all right, we can let this rock. Let me actually hear what this man is saying. And later I came to find out my man's saying some shit. I just had to get my fucking biases out of the way. And, you know, everything was beautiful after that. So that's the Luke that I see before me today. And, you know, Third time on the show, if I didn't like every version I've seen, homie, we wouldn't have been doing this. So obviously you're doing you're doing great. And I applaud you and the whole camp and just wish forever more success for the gang. You feel me? Appreciate that, bro. Appreciate y'all both, man. That was well said. Yeah. Well said. Yeah, facts. Luke, my dog. Uh, Angels Never Die is out now on all platforms. You feel me? Uh, tell them where they can find you on their socials. Luke Bars on all platforms. Feel me? If you're looking for him on music, you got a dollar sign at the end because he's cool. <laughs> you feel me? You got a dollar sign at the end. All right, but we're going to wrap this um, up. I'm going to play this and we're going to fade out. You feel me? So you've been listening to The Urban Product. It's been your boy DME. It's been your boy Cozy Rich. My fault. Luke Bars. Facts. <laughs> All right. Make sure y'all tune in. We'll catch y'all yeah. next week. Love. Look, never been a bitch.
bitch Never been a sucker, nigga, yeah Never by me I'm bugging. My fault. I'm bugging. I'm gonna let this play out. I had to come back because I had to say, yo, shout out to the Sound Lab one time. Hold on, hold on. Andy. Shout out to wait, now I gotta give them mad gunshots right now. I was really about to end the episode before doing that. Hold on, gang. I got y'all. Hold on. Let's give a big shout out to the Sound Lab, you feel me? Shout um, out to Lab, man. They let us come out here. We're in the garage media center. Yo, if you're an artist, pull up. They got yeah. a literally a studio. Right behind me, the setup is crazy. It's mm. dope. I stepped up in there, and I'm like, yo, real state-of-the-art equipment. I told my dogs, yo, I'm going to make it a personal mission of mine for 2023 to get VB in the Sound Lab. Shout out to Dover Street. I know y'all are loyal. I, I said, I'm going to get bro. gang in here at some point. What's up? Talk to them. The Sound Lab, bro, back in 2015, that's where the real niggas was at. That's what built me. That's what built Luke Bars. That's what built Van Buren. Mm -hmm. We was all here, the OG days. Like if you from Rock, you know, Sound Lab was on Center Street back in the day. We had to move over here due to certain things. But we was at the Sound Lab for a year for years, you know what I mean? They were showing love. Shout out my dog Shane, my man Stanza, my man Height. Like those are the OGs, you know what I mean? But now nah, shout out to Sound Lab, bro. They, they helped build this. They helped build Van Buren. They helped build the rap scene of Brockton that we know today. That's a fact. You feel me? From the Brockton U Cyphers, you know what I mean? To helping me um, host these events, tell your friends. All these events, you know what I mean? I'm not here without the sound live, man. Shane knows that. Stanza knows that. Hype knows that. Those are my dogs, man. Those are my dogs for life. I don't see him as much nowadays because niggas be working, but it's still love. Facts. You know I mean? Shout out to 211. Facts. You know what's real when Luke puts your government out there, dog? Shout out to You know what's <laughs> real when he puts your government out there. But nah, I feel you. Um, Literally, ever since I started doing the testing lab a little over a year ago, there's been so much improvement to both the studio and the space that we're in right now. To think, you know, they did a lot in a year, bro. They yeah. did a lot in nah, a man, year. I'm, I'm amazed with everything that I've seen. This is you know, crazy. Shout out to the gang. If you ever need services, literally hit up my dog. Hit up Nicole. You feel nice. me? Hit up my dog, B. They got you. They got you. Everything is set. I just hit my dogs up. Yo, a few days before, this is my situation. They say, yo, we got you. Within a few days' notice, I said, say less. I might be a regular after this. We'll see what the vibes are. <laughs> but I definitely want to say a uh, shout-out to the Sound Lab and the Garage Media Center for holding us down for this episode. All right, now we really going to fade it out. And just because, you know, I had to cut that short, I am going to run it back. But we are going to fade out with this record. All right, we back to the music. Yes, sir. Yeah. Really? 
the bitches showing me they titties like damn. Bitches tryna slip me for my paper, damn. Nigga tryna send me to my maker, damn. Tryna make it out the hook quicker, damn. Cause I ain't tryna be another nigga. I really get it out the mud, that's what life all about. I was swimming in that pussy till a nigga on the drugs. Tryna hit the vibe, really nigga, crash it down. Wanna tell you where to die, bring my name up in the cloud. Feel like time is of the essence, and I'm really tryna catch it. Every month I lose a function, that days I'm just like fuck it. All the girls I keep on fucking, all I use them just a function. And I know that I ain't perfect. I'm human, bitch, don't blame me. I ain't tryna be no baby. Need money, just like Daisy. In the streets, you know they made me. Broke me down, drove me crazy. Never see tears in my eyelids. Grew up to be my father. Never knew he caught a body. That's probably why I wanna kill niggas. Other day wanna heal niggas. Other days wanna tell the world how I feel, nigga. Some days wanna tell a nigga so my dick ain't really being like me. Baby, that's my ego tryna speak more. I just see my old bitch acting like she don't need me. Nigga, don't.